0: Welcome to the Restored and Remarried podcast with Gill and Brenda Stewart. Gill and Brenda are internationally known marriage experts who specialize in remarriage and the step family. The Stewarts offer valuable principles that can improve your relationship satisfaction with the love of your life. Here they are: coach and counselors, authors and speakers, Gill and Brenda Stewart.
1: everybody. This is Gil and Brenda Stewart with uh, Restored and Remarried. Ho, ho, ho.
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, gosh.
1: (laughs) Ho, 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 or man, Scrooge this holiday stuff. (laughs) So uh, we are here to talk to you today again about tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. But we are now post-holidays, and the title of today's podcast is... Is post-holiday joy or damage control?
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's the question is, which way did your holiday go? And I know we're in between holidays right now, but are you celebrating or are you in bed pulling the covers over your head?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brenda, I think one of the questions is actually not one question, but five questions of which we will pose to one another Oh, oh. Yeah.
2: I thought we were doing this for our listeners to talk about themselves, but I guess we need to be part of that too,
1: huh? Uh, it should be personal. Oh, yeah. oh it's yeah. personal. And this could lead to an argument. I'm not quite sure, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be real. <laughs>
2: we're That's how we roll. We're going to be real. So we so, have five questions to ask yourself after this holiday we've just had. So the first one is, what expectations did you have? And was it a hit or a miss?
1: Okay, I think that for me, the expectation was relaxing, that it would be relaxing. And post-holiday this year, it was. But post-holiday many years before, it was not. Mm. Because there was a lot of scurrying around. There was a lot of schedules that we had to accommodate. And it was far from from relaxing. It was everything but relaxing and that was more frustration. And so I had to adjust my expectations to relax.
2: Yeah. Well, especially early on in our blended family, sometimes you don't know what's going to hit you and what's going to come out of left field. And so you have your own expectations that things are supposed to go a certain way and then you get thrown a a curveball it's like, how well do you recover from that curveball, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. so expectations. I mean, so many people have expectations of the schedule, the gifts, the food, and anxiety levels go through the ceiling. And so what did we learn? What expectations have you had in the past?
2: Yeah, and I think that's a great question that uh, once the dust settles from your holiday celebrations, you know, this is one of the questions you can just say, okay, let's kind of review what we experienced and maybe it was awesome and man, that's great. What can we do again? Because that worked or, okay, we need to adjust a little bit here. And I didn't know that was an expectation for you. I wish I had known that. Those kind of conversations, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Even the look on your face, like I'm surprised you expected that the children were all being in one place at one time on Christmas morning in a step family, that live all over the side of the country. Yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. That isn't going to happen.
2: Well, and like for most marriages in general, you know, unmet expectations, whether the holidays were thrown in or not, is what gets us all in trouble. Because then we start assuming and that's a whole other conversation. Right, so.
1: right. So we're, we're setting ourselves up for practical, realistic expectations in the future. You know, mm-hmm. more like the schedule is an open house rather than dinner is served and everyone will be here at noon,
2: right, Regardless
1: right. about what else is happening in the other home.
2: But I think if Zuh. we're on the same page mm-hmm. on that that if there's lots of stressors going on all around us, we're gonna be good because we we're on the same page, and that's just gonna make our team stronger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hopefully. Right? Right. Okay. Okay, question number two. Yeah, so how did you use any opportunities to support your stepkid with their bio parent?
1: Wow. I mean, the opportunity that I would take the time to think of supporting your child or my child with their other parents, Mm -hmm. such Mm -hmm. as offering to take them to go get a gift or... Maybe to make a special thing for the other parent that they don't have the resources to put together. Yeah. Is that what you're
2: talking about? Yeah, and I think having the holiday time, it's uh, it's a great time to be more intentional in that, and that could really, you know, you you know, I'm all about points. It's all about you can sc- <laughs> score more points with maybe the other side that would lay a, a nicer foundation for the year to come, working with that other uh step parent or bio parent. I mean, but how have we been able to be flexible enough or were we not flexible with our step kids and their relationship trying to f- to build their relationship stronger with their bio parent?
1: Okay, back up. Yeah. I've got an opportunity to do something with my child or with your child to benefit the other parent. Yes. So There's a couple things that cross my mind that potentially could go horribly wrong with this.
2: Like what?
1: Like maybe you get jealous of me because I'm spending time with my kid to do something for my ex-spouse.
2: Ah, good point.
1: And reality is, no, I'm actually doing something with my kid to build cohesiveness Because even though the ex-spouse is my ex-spouse, they are the other parent. And if I make it difficult for that kid to love their other parent, then I'm actually making it difficult upon myself for that kid to actually love me. And us. And us. Mm -hmm. So the opportunity could actually be a two-edged sword if you and I aren't secure with one another.
2: And that's why... A strong, healthy marriage here is the best gift we can give our kids, especially in these times of the holidays where just emotions run higher or tend to be a little bit shorter. And it's like, okay, let's review and see how this past holiday went. Where could we have improved?
1: Well, Santa Claus is coming to town, and I really want to be on the nice list for next year. So he's come and gone. But I I don't know, just you know, some of these thoughts about opportunities – can really go terribly wrong if we don't reframe them and lower our expectations and make it about the kid.
2: Oh, I, I couldn't have said it better. Because especially around the holidays, you have more interaction with the ex because of holiday plans and mm-hmm. band concerts and all that. And what? how what a great opportunity to really be intentional to make those connections. Even if you feel like your stepkids' parents are... The worst people in the world, that doesn't mean that you have to be that way too. No,
1: it, you, you're you setting the bar and if you actually make it easier for you to get along with the child's other parent, then in reality, the kiddo benefits all the way around.
2: And you know what? The kids are watching.
1: Yes, they and are. They are
2: not dumb. They, they're seeing who's playing what games and who is stepping forward and... You know, talking in love and encouragement. And they, they, they'll they stiff that out a mile away. Oh,
1: and by the way, the child doesn't have to be young to be uh, aware of this. They could be 5, 15, 25, or even 50. <laughs> uh, it really doesn't matter. So, okay, so question yeah. number three. Uh, Go ahead. What is that?
2: Were there hurtful words or even circumstances that happened?
1: Were there hurtful words and events, circumstances that happened during the holidays? Yeah. Well, Uncle Fred, I mean, he got drunk and he started saying (laughs) some stuff about your ex-husband that I didn't know. And that really ticked me off. And then your kids were around looking at me. There really is no Uncle Fred. He didn't really get drunk, but...
2: That could be a scenario. That could be a
1: scenario. Mm-hmm. And it could stir up a hornet's nest between you and me, your kids, me as the step-parent, or whatever the circumstances might be. The question is, how did we go about repairing that? So in our little make-believe story, we uh, put uh, a coat and hat on Uncle Fred and shoved him out into the snow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <clears throat> but the point is, is, if there was hurtful words... Or if we were short with one of our kids, once again, when the dust settles, can you be intentional and make that opportunity to maybe take that kid out and, and apologize or clear the air? If or, we were
1: the one that shot our mouth yeah, off, yeah. or if we got snubbed, or if we got pouty,
2: mm-hmm. it's
1: not just the kids who do this.
2: No, no.
1: Yeah, not So if and if the kids were the ones who did that because they didn't get their way or they didn't get to go to their mom's house, i.e. their real mom's house, then how they came across in anger, Mm -hmm. we didn't handle it right, was maybe because they were not just angry, but it was because they missed their other parents. Right. And so then there were hurtful words said there. At that point in time, who needs to eat the humble pie? The kid or us Mm -hmm. or both of us? Who's the
2: adult? Yeah, who's the adult? But I think as adults, we have a responsibility to our kids to bring up those touchy icky situations so we can flush it out and and repair like you said repair quickly and that's what we call short accounts is that you know a short account is something that doesn't get swept under the carpet you bring it up and talk it through in a healthy way and I think it's really important that you're heard but also that the kids are heard even if you don't agree with where they're coming from yeah, I you know, I
1: think too, and just some of the thought processes of little kids, you know, three, four, five, six years old, three, four, five, and six years old, those memories can tend to really stick in their minds and cause really some hurtful circumstances that they could last a lifetime. And so to be able to cease and desist and or repair that quickly... So that that little kid doesn't have to carry that into their adulthood.
2: What a gift
1: yeah, I mean that's yeah, that's the that's, best Christmas gift I could give a kid yeah. is saying, you know, I shouldn't have blown my cool let let's do the have a do over because mm-hmm. you forgive me little Johnny or Sally for being a jerk? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would I think that'd be even more impactful the action of doing that than why what you say. yeah. That's the
1: gift of words, the gift of my heart, the gift of
2: vulnerability, vulnerability
1: even with a five-year-old.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But, you know, let's say that's a 15-year-old, you know, and or a 17-year-old or a 30-year-old. Um, you know, who's going to be the one setting the precedent to really say, hey, I really love you, even though it was a heated situation. Maybe they were a jerk, but, mm-hmm. you know, take the high road.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Okay, so just in review, uh, five questions to ask yourself. The first one was, what expectations did you have? Mm -hmm, Was it a hit or a miss? Yeah. Uh, Number two was, how did you use any opportunities to support your stepkids and their bio parents? Right, right. Uh, Number three, were there hurtful words or circumstances that happened? And is it time to maybe repair? How do you repair those by having those honest conversations? Short
1: accounts, short accounts. Yeah. Okay, so the fourth question is... If there were some really good things that took place, how can you express gratitude to your kids and your stepkids? Be authentic. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. What, What do you think?
2: I think that is huge because sometimes we can take them for granted. But I remember when, you know, things would happen within our family and... Even the little thing of our, our kids uh introducing us as their parents instead of my dad and stepmom or whatever, and we would just look at each other and like give each other a thumbs up. It's like, ah, that's a win. So what wins did you have uh during this holiday season? And and don't be afraid to talk about those. Like, oh, didn't we have a great time? You you it was so funny when you did this and we just saw you did the best, you know, concert. I'm so glad I was there to share that with you. And what's happening is you're being intentional to bring up these, you know, happy memories, happy activities. And what that does is that builds into the memories and the history that you're making with your family right now.
1: Yeah, you're building legacy now, not when you're 90 years old <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to, you know, pass on good memories then. Get it in the moment. Get it right then. Or, you know, hey, after the holidays, kind of like, hey, remember, you know, at the concert or, you know, like, kind of like we were saying, Brenda. But it, it really is taking the opportunity to reemphasize, to really memorialize that in, in such a way that was playful, fun, have a good joke, enjoy the laugh one more time.
2: Yeah, and I think that gives kids um, the, the thought and you're verbally saying you are wanted in this family, you have security in this family. And that's what kids need to know nowadays because the world that they live in, once again, whether they're five or, you know, if they're teenagers, I mean, it's crazy out there, you know, the things that are coming against them. And they need to know that they have a safe place where they are wanted in their family. What a great opportunity to be able to relive great holiday times.
1: Yeah, I think I would want to just emphasize what you're saying there, Brenda, even further in that security. Good memories create security—that you're safe, mm-hmm. that that it's okay to talk about. It. And if it's a happy memory, of course it's even better. But to build security into that little kid or that teenager or that early twenty-something uh, is is a gift that we'll give later on in the year. And if it's just that little glimmer, a smile, or something that was positive. Make a mental note of it and bring it up. Yeah, even if it's
2: an inside joke or yeah, something, yeah, you build that yeah. that sinew between each. You, yeah, you're
1: building that contact. You're building that connection. And and you know, of course, be authentic and don't you know beat it to death. But at the same time, have fun with it. Be sincere. But in in all 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 thought process here is is to build security and to build strength into that relationship. Okay, so you have a question bomb. And I'm I'm really like I I think I'm just gonna back away from the, the 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 radio once you ask this question because when people listen to this they're gonna probably punch you.
2: Bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. So, question number five, Brenda. Dangerous
2: question. Dangerous, dangerous question. Dangerous bomb. Dangerous times.
1: Okay. What do you What are you, you, what are you gonna what? do I, here?
2: I feel very convicted in this because I wish we had done this because as dangerous it is, I'm wondering how much. Uh, folly it would have saved us. So the question is, looking back over your holiday that you've just experienced and the ones that are coming up, is there any possible way that all four parents – now there could be more parents involved, but I'm thinking the two bio and the two step parents could sit down together and lay out a game plan for the next holiday um, You're crazy. Event. I think
1: you're crazy, I, I, <laughs> really. I mean, I, I've heard of this – only a couple times where there's bio and step-parents who all get together. But when it did happen, I mean, it was really cool. I think it was like the one time I saw it was on a uh, a Hallmark Channel <laughs> movie where everybody was like in complete bliss land. What are you talking I know, about well, over there? You know, I'm just
2: seeing people out there right now listening to this going, you, but you don't know my ex. You don't know my ex. But you know what? I would just challenge you. I know it may sound off the wall, but... Oh, my gosh! Could you imagine if you could sit down the four of you to lay out a game plan, knowing that the reason why you're meeting is for the sake of the kids, and you're you are all agreeing to put aside you know your petty differences uh, to be to have the next family event it may not be next Christmas or Thanksgiving. it might be um a wedding coming up or I don't know some big family event that if you can get ahead of the curve and lay out a plan. And sometimes it might just be being in the presence of each other would be a huge uh, obstacle to overcome. But the reason why you're doing all this is because it's because your kids, your kids will benefit from the healthy communication that the four parents involved have.
1: This, my friends, is the ultimate act of positive co-parenting. Because then you really are working as a team. Mm -hmm. Just because you had a separation doesn't mean that the family unit came to an end. It is just now separated into two separate locations. It could be across town or it could be across the country. But it is the children that will benefit. If it is a parent that passed away and you've remarried... Uh, And you still have a new bio parent now because your first spouse passed away. Then how can they be included in the plan for the holiday to honor the past parent? Mm -hmm. Rather than, again, just kind of like let the phantom go. Let, you know, my mom didn't make it that way. This was the tradition. This was, you know, know, on and on it goes. So I think it's it's the thought of ultimate co-parenting. You know, yes. how can we do this right? I know, right?
2: co-parenting on steroids. Wait. Whoa. Can you handle it?
1: Yeah, I don't know, because like you said, it is very <laughs> convicting what you're saying, because I think had we really been able to to accomplish this earlier on... Uh, it It would have maybe saved us some you know hassle factor in our own thinking and taken the kids out of the middle as much as possible
2: and it would have taken that assumption factor out that always gets me in trouble well i 'm mm-hmm. assuming in the other house they're thinking this or doing that, and- I could be way off base so anyway that 's just a it's
1: a question bomb a question
2: bomb then think about it and revisit it if you 're like to the point like no absolutely not, this would not be beneficial because your fiery foes are It would—there's just a lot of toxicity. Okay, I get that. But in some situations, maybe you just need to be challenged for the sake of your kids— because you're going to have these relationships the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
1: And shooting for the cooperative colleague, this is really the way to go. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is the way to go. Especially around the holidays because they're just loaded with all kinds of goo, you know? <laughs> it's, it's just It can be gooey. So, okay, so, I, I think that's good. What else did you got?
2: That's all I got. So I'm saying we're talking again about post-holiday joy or damage control. And if you would like these five questions, uh, just go ahead and contact us either through our Facebook page or you can email me at brenda at and I'd be happy to send these out to you. And uh, I, we would love to hear what kind of comments and conversation <laughs> you guys would have around this. Because... Yeah,
1: we would love to hear that because I can imagine some of you going <laughs> cursing Brenda's, like, "What in the world is that woman thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that'd be good stuff so, so anyhow yeah. folks we again are just so appreciative that you listen in we hope it to be encouraging as well because as we often say if you ain't got the marriage
2: you ain't got nothing
1: listen in next time and happy new year happy new year to you all bye
0: you've been listening to gill and brenda stewart with the restored and remarried podcast if you enjoyed today's time together share it with a friend And be sure to sign up for Gil and Brenda's free newsletter, subscribe to upcoming podcasts, and learn where they're speaking. It's all on their website, restoredandremarried.com. Connect on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and hashtag restoredandremarried. Plus, they offer one-on-one couples coaching with amazing results. Join the Stuarts next time as they provide more tips, tools, and tingles for your relationship. Remember,
2: if you ain't got the marriage,
0: you ain't got nothing.